I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy, where we discuss policy issues of relevance. I am Priya Lindsayadi Almeida, and I work at the Takshashila Institution. Now, before we move on to the topic that we are going to discuss today, and who's joining me for this podcast, I would like to give a quick shout out to the courses that we offer at Takshashila and what exactly we do here. So, as you all know, Takshashila Institution is an independent, non-partisan think tank and a school of public policy. And we have education programs that last from one semester to one year, and these are specifically tailor-made for people like you. Now, they are all online, and you can take them from anywhere. Currently, the admissions are open for our twelve-week graduate certificate program in public policy, defense, and foreign affairs, and technology and policy. And the application deadline for this September twenty twenty-two cohort is on the twenty-seventh of August. If you want any further information on the courses and on the applications, you can always visit school.takshashila.org.in and you will get all the information there. So today we are going to talk about the China's semiconductor rise, and to discuss this, we have our in-house expert Arjun, who is my colleague and my friend at the Takshashila Institution. Hi, Arjun. Welcome to this podcast. Hi, Priyal. Nice to meet you. I mean, we've done quite a bit of podcast together, so yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So let's get straight into the topic. Yeah, so we know that. Oh, I think over the last few podcasts, every time we've done podcast together, we have discussed about the semiconductor industry and like the China's role in it, and like you know the China semiconductor industry in particular and everything. So can you tell us what is the latest development that? has actually made everyone's head turn you know to china and its domestic semiconductor manufacturing industry yeah so what happened was i think this was last week there was this news report or basically a news break which was reported by this canadian website called tech insights wherein they mentioned how the semiconductor manufacturer international corporation also called smic that is yeah. china's biggest semiconductor manufacturing foundry so they had actually come out with a 7 nanometer technology chip so for people right. who don't understand how you know semiconductor chips work is basically a uh, 7 nanometers is the size of the chip itself and like so the lesser the number of you know the lesser the size that means more transistors go into it and that kind of increases the efficiency of the chip itself and makes it more you know stronger in terms of computational power so the fact that they came out with this kind of a chip is basically kind of a worry for the rest right. because this is a leading edge node in terms of the fact that this is a technology which has been kind of mastered by a very few right and i mean no one expected china to do it in right. terms of the fact that there was already a lot of restrictions sanctions right. embargoes which were placed on the industry itself mm-hmm. and they actually eventually did it 
overcoming all of them. And that was something that people kind it caught people off guard and it kind of has raised concerns to right. how much, you know, or how much more can they do in terms right. of where they are right now. So, I mean, like, it's not like this is going to be, you know, like the definitive moment. Right. Of, of, and it can, it's not like it's going to realign the entire global ecosystem in any ways, but it mm-hmm. kind of has, you know, it's kind of a wake up call for right. people who are looking at the Chinese domestic industry and realizing that they're growing faster than expected. And right. if they continue to grow this way, they might soon be a potential threat to the overall supply chain. Okay, so like you mentioned that it was sort of like a big deal, but also like not a big deal, right? So why do you think this is this is that? Like, can you go more into that? Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, it is a big deal in terms of the fact that the current environment in which China has come out with right. this kind of a chip, this is because it... I mean, it was in 2020, I guess, I, I, if I'm not wrong. It, okay. it, that was when US decided to impose sanctions on China and prevent right. any sort of exports of semiconductor manufacturing equipment to China itself or any Chinese domestic company. So they not only prevented their own firms, they also discouraged other firms which are like which are basically not American firms like there is a Dutch firm called ASML who right. who manufactures most of the equipment needed for the fabrication process they even you know told them not to supply any any manufacturing equipment to China so okay. what you know SMIC and the Chinese companies had to do was to make do with whatever they had so instead of using a certain technology they had to use some substandard technology mm-hmm. itself to right. manufacture this chip so in you know like in te- very technical terms what it was was the fact that instead of using extreme ultraviolet lithography right they use deep ultraviolet lithography so basically lithography technology is nothing but used to print extremely tiny circuits on a silicon mm-hmm. wafer with very good precision and at specific wavelengths of light. So EUV, which is extreme lithography, is the most advanced level. And below that is deep. So that because these guys did not have access to the most advanced technology, they had to make do with, you know, a, a level lower than right. what was actually available. But there were, you know, before it was thought that these specific like leading edge nodes, which are extremely hard to manufacture, like, you know, less than 10 nanometers mm-hmm. needed that most advanced lithographic techniques. And without that, they couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, like China has showed that they've done it. So right. that is something which kind of, you know, matters a lot in terms mm-hmm. of the fact that even with the ex- even with the existing sanctions, right. they've managed to kind of pull off something which people thought they did they couldn't. They wouldn't be so, able. Yeah. yeah. In terms of that, it is a big deal. Right. But in terms of why it's not a big deal is the fact that uh, this is not, you know, as I said, it's not a definitive moment in the right. semiconductor industry itself. Like because this specific technology has been has been in the you know market from 2016 when Taiwan right. first came out with it. 
So they're anyway six years behind. Right. Even when they actually kind of did it. Right. But also the fact that this, the chip they've come out with is kind of specific to a particular application. Basically, it's used for mining Bitcoin, which is a cryptocurrency. Hmm. Uh, and they did it for a specific Canadian client itself. So in terms of that, the memory capability is said to be lower than the other chips, which are of the same level of technology. So in terms of that, there is always an issue. And also the fact that how, what is the production capability and capacity, which, you know, Chinese firms have is something we don't know yet. This might have been a one-off thing wherein they've done, I mean, like, I don't know, a batch of chips, but can they produce it on a large scale basis? Can they churn Mm -hmm. out these kind of high level technology chips on a regular basis and export them? We don't know yet. Right. So in terms of that, it's not a very big deal. Big deal. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like China has, you know, overtaken the rest and become the undisputed leader or anything right. like that. If you look at the semi the market share, the semiconductor market itself, there is a strong disparity. Like a US leads with fifty four percent almost give or take, followed okay. by South Korea which is around twenty to twenty two percent of all sales in right. the related to semiconductor mm-hmm. products. And uh, you know, China is still at four percent. Right. So it's the disparity like, is quite huge between like US to China. Yeah, so yeah, suddenly definitely. one thing that has happened right now doesn't mean suddenly China is at the forefront of this all. Yeah, that is true. But also the fact that China has been growing rapidly. One of the industry associations, the SIA, they actually came out with a report showcasing what is the CAGR, basically compared annual growth rate mm-hmm. of this Chinese semiconductor industry. And this, they saw that it's growing at almost 20% a year. And right. that, so if, if that continues, right? So, mm-hmm. and this has been seen ever since the onset of the pandemic. Right. So if, the, if, if that continues and in, in three years, they might, they predict that China might actually end up reaching around 17 to 18% of the total okay. worldwide market share. So that, that puts it just behind the US and South Korea. Yeah, so, yeah. so the fact that they haven't, I mean, they aren't at that place right now should kind of be, you know, like it's, it's, it's not a big deal. So they're still way behind and it offers like kind of leeway for everyone else to catch up. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, the, uh, they are catching up with the kind of growth they're showing. So it won't be long before it turns out to be, you know, a very massive deal in the future. So, yeah. That's actually quite interesting. And also because like, at least over the previous podcast that we've discovered, China's growth is also something that needs to be noted, right? So you can't really ignore their growth and you've also given us the numbers of that growth and stuff. So now before actually we move on further into other questions, let's take a short break and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to this episode. We were discussing about China's semiconductor rise. And uh, Arjun, before we went on a break, right, you also talked about how China has actually, despite having so many sanctions and restrictions put on them, China has still managed to grow in terms of like the semiconductor industry and stuff. 
So like, how has, has China managed to do this? Yeah, I mean, this is, it's a range of different things that they've kind of done. So Bloomberg actually came out with this report, I think last month. So they actually kind of focused on the growth of China's chip making and its stature in the ecosystem itself. Mm -hmm. And they, for the data which they presented, over 95%, which basically makes it, which basically is around 19 out of 20 of the top fastest growing semiconductor firms in the last four quarters have been from China itself. Right. And also there was this, in, there's an industry body called Semi, mm. where, which tracks import orders for manufacturing equipment. Mm-hmm. And they've seen that China has kind of man, like imported way more than anyone else in the world. And imports have actually risen by 58% in the last year. So one thing what these guys have done is basically use the sanctions to their advantage in terms of building up domestic capability. Until now, they were importing everything. Mm -hmm. They were huge importers of finished semiconductor products. They were a big market for all other companies, including the American firms. So when the sanctions were, you know, kind of levied on them, there was this program started by the government. It was called the Little Giants Program. So they wanted to support domestic firms and build tech giants within the country. You know, this is similar on the lines of Huawei, Alibaba and stuff like that. So basically create firms which could compete at an international level. Now, you might think that it's a protectionist measure and which encouraged kind of making China stuff and to reduce imports. But this actually kind of built up their capabilities in terms of, you know, having their own IP, having their own like product from scratch. So they became exporters. Now, Chinese exports have been rising in the semiconductor industry itself. And that is why their market share has been increasing every year. So one thing is the fact that the pandemic itself actually kind of helped in terms of that whole chip shortage which occurred because the the supply chain kind of broke down due to the pandemic. There was a lot of shortage in chip supply. But Chinese foundries were running at maximum capacity even at the height of the pandemic. I mean, we do not know what exactly happens in their cities. So that's something we we have very little idea about. But one thing is for certain is that they were running these foundries at full capacity at that point of time. So the pandemic and the ship shortage helped wherein Chinese firms could actually cover for the rest who couldn't supply. So basically many firms who could not, you know, end up actually getting finished products due to the breakdown in the supply chain and couldn't export. All that business went to Chinese firms. So in that way, it actually helped them. And one more thing is just the fact that they're targeted growing markets. So one thing especially is, uh, Artificial intelligence enabled chips. So basically, this includes chipsets which are enabled with AI training algorithms. So you know you you can see these you can see these in applications around us right now. So like autonomous driving cars, agricultural monitoring systems, like infall prediction systems, and like all that stuff. Like even traffic traffic light monitoring and all that. So these use kind of AI algorithms built into the chip itself 
and that is basically it. So that has been growing a lot. And as per a McKinsey report, basically the market for AI related semiconductors is set to grow at an annual rate of 18%, which would eventually translate into 20% of the entire market, semiconductor market. And this would be almost $67 billion in revenue by 2025. So China is right behind the US in this. So one thing for which works for them in this case is the fact that they do not need high technology like to, you know, integrate AI algorithms into the chip itself. They could they could do it with lower technology, which uh, which they have kind of built some kind of expertise in. So that has helped them. So in this way, it's just the fact that, you know, they've looked at where they can tap into niche markets and kind of build build their expertise in these kind of markets. So it's a combination of factors, of course, but it is important to note that despite sanctions, the pandemic, the chip shortage and the rest and everything, yeah. yeah, all those restrictions, they have managed to overcome that and yeah, yeah. growing at a rapid pace. That's right. So now that you've said like, you know, despite all of these sanctions and restrictions and the pandemic, all of it, they've still, they've continued to sort of soar high and sort of like establish some, the semiconductor industry and establish a name in the world for this. Like, is this, and with the newest development that has happened and everything, is this like a wake up call for its rivals and um, can they do anything to prevent its rise in, in any manner or in any form? Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, we we just have to predict. We don't okay, know yeah. whether it'll work. Because, I mean, the US government predicted that their sanctions would work. Which right. clearly did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, in terms of what the others can do is actually kind of increase their own market share. In terms of, so the thing is now the market share of other players has been constant for a while. And actually right. the pandemic actually hit most of the other countries very hard. Taiwan suffered, Japan suffered, EU suffered. So it's either been constant or going down their mar- the market share of these, these countries. So because it's going down, China has been able to kind of reap the dividends and increase their own share in the right. market. So if you know they develop the others kind of develop a mechanism to build in security for the supply chain mm-hmm. improve their manufacturing output and increase their and then they base basically make you know manufacturing effective in their own countries and ensure that their exports are rising then automatically it will challenge china's rise also so in terms of that, instead of, you know, using punitive actions such as sanctions and restrictions on your rival, maybe focus on developing your own kind of capabilities. Yeah, and so, technologies, right? Yeah, definitely. So, and I think this was also the reason why the US Senate two weeks back passed what is called as the Chips Bill. So that bill actually, you know, wanted to in, actually introduce around $52 billion in subsidies and financial incentives for semiconductor manufacturing firms 
to ramp up its own output right in the, in the chips sector so in that way i mean like of course we we do not know whether subsidies would actually lead to increase manufacturing output but us has clearly understood the fact that instead of you know sanctions using, and putting yeah, any restrictions using using yeah. yeah using punitive actions it's better to focus on their own industry and right. make it make better. it and strengthen it yeah and strengthen it because if you can do it then you can strengthen the entire supply chain and now because there is so much multilateral engagement which is happening it can help when everyone else comes together and right. builds the supply chain or strengthens the supply chain itself so that is basically what you can hope for because if you try anything else it might kind of backfire the way it did with sanctions yeah uh thank you so much ardrin for joining me today and giving us giving me and the listeners like a broad idea about what exactly are the developments on the semiconductor side of things in china it was nice having you here sure sure no problem yeah. i'm pretty sure we'll keep revisiting this every single time some other stuff happens but again it's just it's just the fact that uh, it's such an evolving field and um, and it's also a very fast moving field right so yeah it's yeah. always a new development that happens at least once every few weeks if i'm not wrong so absolutely yeah definitely yeah so we will have so, we will be speaking more about it in the future as well if not me and rachun that somebody else might come and speak about <laughs> it Remember yeah, that. definitely. I mean, I'm pretty sure with uh, you know the whole thing with Taiwan right now, with the with Nancy Pelosi landing in Taiwan, right. and there were reports that she actually met their com- semiconductor companies' heads, like oh, TSMC's wow. okay. head. So it's it's becoming a major factor with right, right. all in in international affairs. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be a it's going to be some yeah it's a it's going to be a recurring topic and something to watch out for so yeah let's keep let's keep our eyes open for whatever and happens. fingers crossed yeah okay yes, fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you so much arjun for joining me at this episode today and i hope our listeners had some fun and some information handed out to them please listen to more podcasts from takshashila at all things policy thank you bye 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 If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle. at takshashila inst or our website takshashila.org.in